The flogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, so this is the flogcast for round two. The membership microwaver from Richmond Starburns is here, and I'm joined by the head of the Tyrone Vickery fan club from Hawthorne Penal. Uh, um, no, no. <laughs> You're not doing that. <laughs> at, at least give me Jager O'Meara, because even though he was kind of crap this week, I still have hope for him. I have no hope for Tyrone. Mr. Moral Victory from St Kilda Cookson. Ugh, fuck football. AFL Photos employee from North and the 7-Eleven on Elizabeth Street, Dan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the... Holder of Collingwood's 2016 Leading Goal Kicking Award, Morgan Ashley. Good evening. Let's begin with Gore Tears, and I think we're going to be surrounded by some tears this week. Who wants to yeah, cry first? better pull it's, an umbrella this out. Is, this is a safe I'm, space. <laughs> I've got to have tears. It's not going to be about the game. That's going to be more tears later on. But the AFL app. Telstra you stole my tears, you fucking... I was using the app on... First day, trying to see the scores. I couldn't see the scores. They were the same scores for 20 minutes. No stats. Then it says it's a fuck up. Just you sure, get you a sure new you app. Just looking at Carlton's score and it wasn't moving for 20 minutes. No, I was looking at Richmond's one. I don't even think the stats are fucking up. But get a new app, you fucking cunt of a thing. You should use the Footy Live app. It's much better. Who runs that? I'm not sure, but it's great. Like you can select your own team, so you can always get updates on that. It's got AFL, VFL, Sample, Waffle, Neeful, AFLW, everything. It's great. That sounds a lot better than the AFL app. I've converted NL to it. I recommend Footy Live to everybody. I also want to have minor tears for Daniel Ricciardo. He had a dog of a weekend. Oh, Poor no Dan. Good. It was even worse that it was his doomsday scenario. Oh, yeah. That's rough. Yeah, talk about predicting your own future. Poor bastard. Actually, since we're on that, do we want to just mention the fact that you did mention his doomsday because that would have happened on AFL 60. Do we want to mention the fact that the word bathwater seems to have um, appeared in both Bob Murphy and Robbo's vernaculars of late? Yeah, I, I just Morgan wanted actually. to give it... Surprise, I, surprise. I, the media are stealing content from Big Footy. How about I wanted to give it. I wanted to give a shout out to um to Bob and to Robbo and say thanks for listening and perhaps get your own material, dickheads. Bob gets his own material. He wrote a whole book on stuff. Oh, and I'm sure it was full of really interesting stuff. We know Robbo's got a lot of info from Big Footy. I'm pretty sure he was one of the ones tweeting about when Hodgepodge supposedly had Favola's Coleman. Did you have any more cookie? Let's see. I'll, I'll have a smidgen of goo for Gresham. He deserves some goo. Was he your Travis Varco? If we go back to Morgs's hatred over Collingwood early last year where Varco was the only good one. Oh, not today. No. Well, they were good players, but he was the best. He deserves the pat on the back. And an ice cream. What kind of ice cream would he eat? Like a bubble bill or something? Do they they still make them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'd yeah, have something kid-like. He's not, he's not your magnum sort of ice cream eater. A Calippo. Give him a, sunny boy. Give him a happy meal. A sunny boy. Oh, we had a funny incident last week. We got some golden gay types. <laughs> and you, you wouldn't have thought opening an ice cream was that fucking difficult. But <laughs> apparently to NL it was. And he pushed... He pushed the icing pole stick all the way through the fucking thing, <laughs> trying try, trying to push the ice cream out of the packet instead of just ripping the packet open. He no, that grabs the stick. Like that. No, <laughs> it doesn't. So the stick goes all the way through the ice cream, and he goes, "Oh, 
well, he can't eat it now. So he went and put it back in the freezer like oh. like someone else is going to oh, get stuck. Oh, no. I was like, dog. I was like no, no, buddy. That was a, no. a huge cardinal sin in my yeah, house. Yeah, so that, my tears are for NL, you dog. Don't you put shit ice creams back in the fridge. It's, it's bad enough he butchered it trying to open it, but then when he effed it up and then put, put it back in, nah. So apparently, so like, it was too soft. And I'm I'm looking at it it's like you can't cream. save it. Yeah, but it, it like it wasn't frozen properly. So I'm like, well, I'll eat it then. Put my ice cream back. And so he gets a good one, and I have to eat the shit one that's fucking falling apart because he shoved the stick. In you know what you literally just did, Morg? I you, enabled him. You parented. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the child <laughs> fucked up the ice cream, and it's like I don't want it anymore. So Morg had to put hers back in. <laughs> Like it wasn't even at my house. It was at his house, and his family is sitting oh, around. No. His family is sitting around laughing, and I'm like, "Just give me the fucking thing. I'll eat it." <laughs> so I ate the retarded ice cream, and he got another one. This is really fucked up as well. <laughs> Idiot. Right, and don't don't have a go at me, Bosker. Take it him down because he deserves it. Next time he needs an Eskimo pie or an ice cream sandwich or a fucking maxi bomb, with no stick. No, no, he's sticking to Sunny Boys. That way he can squish it out the top as much as he likes. That's how it's supposed to go, idiot. Is that your actual tears? Yes. <laughs> no goo this week. Oh no, I've got a bit of goo. My goo is for Will Hoskin Elliot. Will Hoskin Elliot ran defensively on Friday night, and he actually caught somebody, and it wasn't running towards goal. So that's my goo. He was pretty good. I hear it's the year of the hyphen, apparently. I, I like it. I like Will Hoskin Elliot. I think he's been. A, oh, he will be a good pickup. Um, we didn't overpay for him. It's GWS. He, you trade with GWS, you get a pretty good deal generally. Yeah, they they don't rip you off unless you're stupid. Yeah, our midfield was very good on Friday night. It's a shame that everything else was wasn't as good, but Pendlebury had a great game. Running one way only, still low as ever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm, we all know how I feel about that. Yes. He's yet to prove me wrong. More he's right. Who wants to go next? I really well, want an ice cream. Stole, stole my, ice cream. my tears when he was referring to the... No, he didn't steal my ice cream. <laughs> He'd be in trouble if he did. No, he stole my bloody funder with the, um, the AFL app because... Watching the footy and trying to get live scores on other games and stats and whatnot during the weekend was deplorable. You couldn't go to the AFL website. You couldn't go on the Herald Sun website. Everything crashed. There's no excuse for it. Get it right. You've got an entire off-season to get it right. You've got the practice games to get it right. Get it right. This would never happen on big footy. Well, Are you serious? There's still a link up the top for the fucking Melbourne Cup thread. <laughs> if you click the X, it disappears. That's not the point. I, well, I can't see it anymore, so I didn't know it was there, because I clicked the X on that stuff when it always pops up, because it annoys me on the phone, because it loads late. It does. And then half the fucking screen goes out of... Yeah, fucking hate that. Fix your shit, Chief. <laughs> Yeah, this wouldn't happen on the AFL fucking app. This wouldn't happen on Aussie footy forums. <laughs> Maybe Chief is the one doing the AFL app as well, seeing as they're both error-ridden. I've got more tears too. For the stupid fucking big footy tipping ladder that doesn't work. How am I supposed to give somebody a shit app when I've only got fucking 12 people showing on it when there's 54? Get your shit together, Chief. We need that fixed because we need to know who wears the Aaron Riley avatar. Maybe we I can like just the, wait the till next Bolton, week. <laughs> um, version of Big Footy when you could actually change your tip during the game. <laughs> I know that's blatant cheating, but I used to do it. <laughs> I know Ilksy is on two, so he's a low so far. 
I would have only got two as well because I didn't get my uh, Richmond tip in in time and then I only got two for the rest of the week. You would have got Richmond if you well, didn't you, pick anyone. You, you get the away team. Oh, okay. I thought it gave you zero. No, well, fuck, I am not because if it gave you zero, I got one. <laughs> my turn. You know, I want to have tears for the, the flat track bully. Dave Warner, who he beats up on weak teams, and when it mattered, he was crap. But I want to have tears for something that it's umpiring related, and the rush behind rule. Now, I don't know about you people, but I hated that Daniel Talia free kick. Like, was there really a problem with rush behinds going on? Like, I know there was deliberate was a problem, and they changed that for a good reason. But were we really at back at Hawthorne 2008 levels with rush behinds or anything like it? Just didn't seem necessary, and I don't think that should have been a thing. And I hate the rule in general, but I know why it exists. And yeah, I really hate how it is now. So that's my tear. Pretty I'd comment on it, but I didn't see it. Yeah, what's the uh, F1? The ball bounced up in the air and he was running back to goal with a Giants player. And, you know, it was up above their heads and it was about 15 out. And because it bounced, it wasn't a marking contest. Instead of, you know, wrestle with him, the player, or try and knock it around, he jumped in the air and smacked it through basically on the full. Ooh. Now nah, deliberate, got... fuck off. <laughs> You're what's wrong with this campaign. Where's your tears? I'm going to have uh, tears for the media and this fucking bullshit comeback story oh. that they've been pushing. There was one comeback story this weekend and it was the bloke returning from, 12, from a 12-month battle with cancer. And yet the footy media boys club, led by fucking tim watson and his mates seemed so determined to just push this idea and i even i even heard it during the game like they were talking about Essendon being so brave unironically like see when we say it it's ironic but the fucking commentators just could not get dyson heppel's dick out of their mouth the whole night i was disgusted disgusted by that look they played well credit them on you know winning the game but don't act like they've had to overcome some tremendous adversity. They've just come back after spending 12 months off on a fucking doping ban. They should be getting the kind of treatment like the East German and Russian doping athletes get. They should be booed for the rest of the year. And I'm glad at least there were some people at the ground who were booing Job Watson. So, <laughs> I hope it continues. I really, I really want the booze to ring it, out. I mean, when that Mac Horton guy called out the Chinese swimmer, Australia united and got behind him and said, hey, doping, it's not right, so why are we tolerating it just because, you know, apparently the Essendon guys are good blokes or whatever. Like, I know both the Essendon players and Ruffy took anti-cancer drugs, but only one of them needed it. Only one of them had cancer. Yeah, the other ones were wasting the resource, really, and trying yeah, to cheat the system. Like, because of Essendon's reckless actions, that could have deprived a child of their life-saving cancer medicine. <laughs> Is that something we should be supporting? No. But here's, what I, here's what I've got to find funny. When, when Essendon are facing St Kilda, they're going to boo Carlisle. Port, they're going to boo Ryder. They're going to brew Cremiri. And, the, and they're going to boo Brent Stanton, of course. <laughs> the, the Essendon supporters were booing Tyrone Vickery the whole night, which which I thought was pretty weird, considering he was one of their best. <laughs> it even gave away the first uh, third man up free free kick of the season. <laughs> what a fun. Although that was a bad decision, I think uh, history will find. But still, it was it was fitting that it was Tyrone. Well, he, he tried to call it from 50 metres away, and bloody Duray was standing around, kept, no, Hartung was standing around, kept sticking his hand in the air. It could only be Tyrone Vickery that 
fucking get He did smother it with his face, though. Is that the only thing he did all night? Nah, fucked up story. And who plays him this week? Hopefully whoever plays them, you know, is the home team and has a decent crowd there. I don't even know who it, it is. They are facing Brisbane at the Gabba. Well, they're going to get off scot-free with all 10,000 people booing. Let's go to the games and we'll start with Penal's Tears game. Anything... We want to go with out of that. Oh, boy. How did you lose to Essendon? Would it be entirely wrong of me to say that this was their grand final? No. Uh, no. no. No, that's valid. That's absolutely valid. Like, they've been building for this for a year and a bit. But still, it, it's they... Essendon. You should have won. Yeah, mm. why did their players care more about their comeback than your players caring about Ruffies? Especially when theirs yeah, didn't matter I mean, and yours did. Yeah. It was it was, it was a, just a disappointing all-around performance. Never mind the fucking drug cheats. I've, I've already spoken to... I've already given them too much credit. Hodge wouldn't even get out of bed for this one. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, it's just a disappointing effort from, from Hawthorne. We had all the same problems that we did at the end of last year in those games against uh, the Dogs and Geelong. All those uh, same problems we had. So it looks like we've changed the personnel but haven't really improved the uh, the performances, which is a bit disappointing. Did anyone see the bit where Clarko looked like he was about to cry in the box? Yeah, I was kind of hoping he'd put another hole in the wall. Yeah, so was I. He was standing up and he was getting quite upset like an angry child. Yeah, he almost put a hole in the wall just because I think he came up from the ground at half time and then not even 30 seconds have passed and by the time he gets in the box, Essendon have kicked a goal, so... That was probably the angriest I saw him all night. There was a bloke who wasn't out there by the name of Sam Mitchell, who he really could have used. And uh, all the floggo Kool-Aid drinkers on the Hawthorne board are saying, we were too slow anyway. Uh, Sam Mitchell wouldn't have helped us <laughs> any. kicking skill would have put and some of your players yeah, in well, Yeah, well, actually, the problem we had all night is that we couldn't hit the fucking side of a barn. And I'm pretty sure Sammy would have helped a bit with that, especially uh, gut-wrenching watching him dominate the next day. It's head in the sand stuff to be believing that those trades were worth it. The decision makes less sense by the week. And Jordan Lewis as well turned it on for Melbourne and whilst it's probably considered not to be as big a deal if as all the Hawthorne supporters love to tell us you could have afforded to keep all of them and oh we got money for Dusty and Fife which if you don't get them then what's it all for like you may as well have kept those guys and still been somewhere because as it look serious question panel do you believe you'll play finals I'm going to stick with my uh, prediction of we'll finish sixth I think we'll get a, get enough wins together to, to pull that sort of a finish I just together. don't see it like you picked Vickery and Sean Clangers in the same God, everyone just needs to treat Hawthorne as their grand final, please. <laughs> please. They won't win a game for the whole year. No, 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 no. That's us. We're everyone's grand final. Can't play more than a couple of grand no, finals a year. With the smashing but mentality. Piss off. If we don't make finals, it won't be a shock, you know. It won't be, gee, they've underachieved massively. It'll just be, yeah, we could have made it but didn't. Your recruits were pretty disappointing, though. Oh, like, Tom Mitchell was outstanding. Jager was... Okay. I mean, okay. He, we, I don't buy this shit saying he's the worst player of the round. I mean, he was a bit nervous. His kicking suffered, but... You he, said he, this he kid's found... going to be a superstar. Yeah, Brownlow like, Medal was the word. Yeah. Where, where was the fucking fanfare about his comeback? I mean, <laughs> no, no, okay, it's not not quite a big of a deal as coming, coming back from cancer, 
but a bloke who hasn't played for two years because of a degenerative knee problem, I would have thought deserves a little more fanfare than someone who hasn't played because they were suspended for drug cheating. Well, yes, that goes without saying. I'm sure I'll find some support there, but not amongst the media, evidently. Well, this isn't anything new. Like, if everybody remembers all the good stories around the 2011 Grand Final, the good story of Grand Final Week was Andrew Cracker, the ex-jailbird who put a guy on life support by kicking his head in. When Tom Lonigan, who hadn't played in a flag, was playing for Geelong after losing a fucking kidney in a game. You know, it's not unlike the AFL to run with a ridiculous narrative. They just love a fucking redemption arc, I guess. Exactly. A scumbag turned not so scummy. But newsflash, this isn't Hollywood. You know, if someone's a fucking scumbag and they come back, they're probably still a scumbag. There are no Casey Afflecks. James Hurd will no doubt at some point, actually, he fucking, he, it may, maybe not anymore because he's gone a bit troppo, but he, he, he would have been in line to get a media gig at some point. That's just a fact. It'll never happen. Heard will never be forgiven of everybody. Oh, maybe not by us, but our opinion doesn't matter. That's that's painfully clear. It does matter because SEM were going to do it, and the backlash in two days was enough for them to overturn it. You know, Gary Lyons copying it for so much less. SEN are copying it in a year over that. There's no way Heard gets anywhere near anything. He's too toxic for basically the rest of his life and deservedly so yeah no no but now he's now he's got the perfect redemption arc comeback story just wait and and, and in a year you'll be hearing how brave he is for coming back after all he's faced no one's gonna buy it no one cares because trust me i've seen the threads there are people who wish he'd gone through with it That's heavy. It's got a bit far. Well, there are. I've deleted some posts on the bay about it. There are some people. Anything else on Hawthorne Essendon? Zero Rioli played like shit, and Josh Gibson is done. Gibson's fucked. Gibson's gone. Yeah, like, it looked well, like it last why year. Why did we get rid of him? Like, serious question. Well, no one would have taken him on the form he was running through the end of the year last year. Well, Maybe you could have sold him back to North like we did with Jonathan Ag. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we could have got pick 88. Gibson from North, and then like we could have kept Mitchell. No, we've learnt our lesson finally. We've been fucked by Hawthorne too many times. <laughs> Trades. No more Lance Bachonis. No more Jonathan Hayes. Jed no Andersons. Nathan Thompson's nah, no more. In before you take Taylor Duray off him at the end of the year. Yeah, he's fucking gone so <laughs> far backwards that. <laughs> Oh my god. I was just about to try and find a positive, but you've brought me back to earth. He's gone further backwards than fucking Ricardo's car on the weekend. How did DJ Stratton go? Spin some tunes? Clearly didn't get him revved up. It wasn't wasn't the only thing he's been fucking spinning. (laughs) Penal, there's a distinct possibility that the Brisbane Lions might win more games than Hawthorne. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find a positive, and I think the only one I can find is Tom Mitchell. That's that's it. Uh, I know a positive. Tyron Vickery can only get better. <laughs> Seriously, the only thing he could do at Richmond was kick straight from a set shot, and he couldn't even do that. <laughs> what about when he when he jumped third man up? <laughs> like, like, like that wasn't a that wasn't oh, a talking no, point over the Hang on, season. guys. Hang on, guys. I've got the uh, I've got the positive. Hang on, I almost forgot about this moment because everything that came after it was so shit. But Liam Shields slotting a fantastic uh, Dustin Martin esque goal. And nice you know what goal. they say, you know, to win the Brownlow, you need to be in a shit team. So this might finally be the year that the prediction I've been predicting for the past four years finally comes true. Isn't Gary Ablett the only player from a non 
non-finals team in like last decade to win the Premier. Matthew Prudis, the great Prudis. Did they miss finals that year? I think so. Oh. Yeah. yeah, they did. No one to take votes of them. them that year. And Juddy too. Nah, Carlton were playing finals then, weren't they? They were losing they elimination finals. Didn't they? Yeah. There was a while there where yeah, it didn't but... happen. But like, it was generally you had to be in a top five or six team. Yeah, but now that Sam Mitchell's gone, uh, there'll be no one to take votes <laughs> off uh, off Shields. So uh, yeah, it's it's happening. Dot JPEG. Actually, Cochin won a Brownlow in a non-finals team. No, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't count that. Yeah, it does count. It does count. Those Brownlows count, no matter how much Fox Footy don't want to stick it on Sam Mitchell's CV on the weekend. Oh, that was disgusting. That too. was pathetic. That's just like he's the Brownlow medalist. Deal with it. Sorry, you were saying. I think well, penals run out of positive. <laughs> the obvious. Goes without saying, but Ruffy getting through yeah. a game of football. A good escape. story. It just it's that's good for football, not just for Hawthorne. That's good for football. So it's not even good for football. Continue. It's good just for, good for life. Good, really. good for life. I think. Hang on, Basil almost redeemed himself by saying something to that exact effect, and then he said something really stupid like thirty <laughs> seconds later. So there was a moment on Saturday night where briefly. I didn't hate Basil because he said something incredibly touching and heartfelt, and I've no doubt he meant it. The Puffers got a win early, which I don't think anybody expected. I asked the question last week, did anyone give him a chance? And no one even seemed to give a slight one from my recollection. Literally no if-this-happens sort of scenario. And yet they beat the Colas. I mean, they destroyed their midfield. They peppered Sydney's Angus. No Tom Mitchell, no Sydney. Hannibal's <laughs> continued on his shit-ass form. Well, giving up the drink really worked for him, hasn't it? <laughs> he's having withdrawals. It's not the drink he's given up. He stopped snorting coke and he's having withdrawals. Sam Reid kicked three fucking goals. They actually got something out of Sam Reed, and they still lost. It's embarrassing. Charlie Dixon contested marks. Couldn't finish it off, though. It was a bit of a victory-esque performance from him. <laughs> He's worse you didn't than watch Wade on the weekend, did you? But I don't know what to make of it, really. I know Sydney can generally be a slow starter, but I don't think anyone expected this. No, neither did I. I well, Sydney were certainly doing this. I mean, the dogs have always tended to beat Sydney, and they've just out-contested them in the middle, and I think Port did the same. All their big midfielders, those unnaturally big midfielders, they drafted another one in Pau Pepper. I reckon Swans are a bit soft, actually. Oh, of course. Hanabry's still sooking over the fucking slide, <laughs> the Easternwood slide. No, he's still sooking over the fucking rough-head tackle in 2014. <laughs> and then it's getting worse for Sydney as well, because Rampy broke his arm when running. Yeah, was his dog involved? Nah, chain link fence. He was probably running away from a drug deal after he got busted. And... I was going to say, he was lurking in a car park and then someone blew their rape whistle and he tried to make <laughs> it get away. What, what does a, a rape whistle sound like? I think it's just a really loud whistle. <laughs> <laughs> or he's, yeah, he was in a car park flashing women or something yeah, and he had to make a quick getaway. Fell down off the chain link fence. There's one very interesting thing about this. Did anybody see the Chinese guy... Guest Akoshi. Okay, yes. Chairman Mao. Yeah. I seen him. God, he looked good in red. Oh, yeah, he did. He was wearing both scarves, the Port and the Sydney one. Like, he he, he went straight to the red, though, didn't he? Definitely he wanted He wanted to be impartial. Yeah, you got, yeah, as you got, he's diplomatic, as you, as a leader should be, you know. Bit of diplomacy. Um, wear both scarves, smile it off, you know. Good leaders do that. Isn't that right? Like, Koshi's president of Port Adelaide, he'd be okay with that. He'd understand, yeah? I mean, he, he, he's a business expert, apparently, so yeah. <laughs> he, he knows out about how to get deals done. And... Oh, 
it, the photo was just gold. Koshi's standing there looking at this guy like, not again, not again. Like, he, he just had flashbacks of the panda and the Gold Coast jumper. He's given him the death stare and he's got his hand on the scarf, like, trying to take it off his neck. <laughs> it's just cold as he's like, not on my watch, bitch. <laughs> take the scarf away. Oh, mate. Well, Koshi didn't actually work that hard to take the swan scarf off himself when he wore it to a grand final years ago. So, you know, he should know. Dude, this is going to backfire. Oh, this Chinese thing's getting more embarrassing by the day. And for what we do, I, for one, thank Koshi for giving us so much material with Heretia Lumumba disappearing off into the sunset. We've needed something that will deliver roughly every fortnight, and this might be it. So cheers, Koshi. He's the new prince, prince of China. But he won't be laughing last. Do you have anything else on that? Sydney and Port Adelaide got first and second most free kicks for the week. Interesting. I tried to keep up online with the scores, but there was no update, so I didn't find out till the next day that Port Adelaide beat Sydney. <laughs> we could have gone to Bigfoot. Oh, I suppose I could have. But there I... was enough puffing going on, and there were no Swan supporters to be seen. Nothing new there. Let's have a look where St Kilda are. Oh, they're, they're in seventh position, 20 free kicks. On the free, oh, the free kick ladder, seventh yeah, the, above average. Seventh on the free kick ladder. We should have got. They're also seventeenth on the differential ladder, as in they got a lot more than Melbourne. We should have gotten more. Uh, so Melbourne got the moral victory as well as the actual victory. Yes, no. apparently everybody this round. If you've seen Smokehead's thread, everybody this round except Hawthorne, who got the moral victory, got the real victory too. So, oh well, we we got the moral victory. You're saying that's what. Yeah, well, you matters. you played Essendon, you you get the moral victory before the. Ball is bounced. Crows beat the Giants. Do we have anything on that? Look, it was a pretty free-flowing game, but GWS were, well, there were a lot of penalties out there for the Giants. A lot of penalties. It's like a collective noun for, for one-way runners. I love it. I, can, I cannot wait to hear that on 360 next year. Suckers. What, what can we call it? What A seagull of Pendlebury's or what? What can only go one way? Like what uh, animals? Emus? Mm, kangaroos? Oh, I was going to say crabs, but Pendlebury's no crab. That's more a rockliff of crabs. Rockliff's got crabs. Is that what you do? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what you get when you're banging threes. <laughs> But there were a lot of penalties around for the Giants, and really, if you go head-to-head with the Crows on that, they don't have a midfield, so, you know, their halfback runners and their forwards will kill you in that regard. Like, they did it without Tex, and it probably helped them, but geez, Eddie gets better and better with every year. The, the game style probably uh, helped uh, Josh Jenkins out a fair bit. Mm. 20 and 3, which I believe mm. someone here tipped. Fickles Morgs. Yeah. Hey? yeah, she hasn't owned up to it, yeah. What, what did I say? You, didn't you say he was going to 20 and 3? You Who? Josh the Goose? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Josh the Goose. Yeah. yeah. I'm amazed you Mr. Morgs was right. No, I think it might have been NL. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to take the credit. Yeah. But nothing else on that game. Like, it was wildly entertaining, but it certainly shows that GWS are mortal and Dan's prediction's already dead in the water of an undefeated season up until grand final day. Oh, no. <laughs> I've got that. I've got, I really got that wrong. Didn't I? <laughs> failed, failed at the first hurdle. Yeah, it sounds like Hawthorne this year. <laughs> Does it make the Crows genuine contenders? I'm not no, convinced yet. Absolutely. No, no, no. They're the real deal. I need to see them win games at the MCG, then I can you won't decide. have to wait long for that. Are they playing you next week? Yep. Okay. See, because every game they play at Eddie has a 
pencil them in already for a win. Yeah. They're going to win every game at Amy. They get oh, whatever it's called. Adelaide Oval. They'll win every game at Eddie had. The Croval, it's called. Croval. Because they've got 19 men or whatever. But, geez, if they ran GWS off their legs, what are they going to do to Gibson and Birchall and Taylor Duray next week? Oh. I, don't, I don't even want to think about how many goals Josh Jenkins is going to kick. I might go to this game. I'll sit high up in the stands and I will fucking count Jenkins over the gooses. Eddie Betts could go out there and play in those big fuck-off beats he wears when he warms up just to troll DJ Stratosphere <laughs> and still kick a bag. But... No, I need convincing on the Crows, but geez, that's an impressive win and a disappointing turnout from the Giants. Oh, yeah. Is it just uh, them starting to believe the hype a bit over the offseason? I think there's some bathwater. Bathwater got used by Robbo again tonight. I'm going to start tweeting. (laughs) I just think they're they're not as good as everyone's been pumping them up to be, and so they're going to get found out. Of course you do. You're a Giants hater. Mel was right last hater. week. I'm sick of Mel being right. He was right about Jenkins. He was right about the Giants. He I wasn't guess. right about Port. They beat the they beat Colas. Literally the week the week after you praise him, and the fucking Colas lose to him. You yeah. can't script it any better. Afterwards, he goes, "I wanted to pick Port Adelaide, but I couldn't because you said all that shit." <laughs> so, so I'm just gonna throw it out there. That was my fault again. Give him but, an ice cream. But you know what? He wasn't right about opening the gate time. <laughs> It's just another example of fucking Morgs bullying an L out of the tip. Shut up. He's going to have a field day this episode. Mm. Let's go to the next game. And, well, St Kilda nearly didn't turn up to the game on time and really probably wouldn't have made much difference if they didn't. Oh, boy. Well, it was Melbourne that didn't fucking turn up on time in the first quarter. After that, it was one-way traffic. Seriously, you hadn't lost to him in 10 years. Like, we've been hearing about it. Pugger even started a thread, so I guess we probably should have known it was coming that St Kilda hadn't, you know, lost to him in 10 years and Melbourne is shit at Eddie Had. They're not like the Crows. No, Eddie Had's the kryptonite. You let him kick 13 in a row or whatever the fuck it was. 10 in a row and... What's wrong with you, St Kilda? Well... Start out, Max Gorn fucking pretty much raped Tom Hickey. That's it. He well, just... Hickey should have used his rape whistle. Should use his rape ice. The umpire was whistle for the eternal friendship because, you know, you did get got a lot more free kicks than him, Cookie. Your differential was very high in your favour. Why, you why didn't you just go the uh, third man up? Oh, wait. Can't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, 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 can't do that anymore. The, yeah, Lewis was good. The, yeah. Saints players, I think they were drinking their own bath water as well. These were meant to be the two sides that came from outside the eight this year. I think we got a big tick for Melbourne so far. Their credentials so far are pretty good, but uh, St Kilda still question marks, particularly if they'll be... uh, They still rely a lot on uh, on Rewalt. No. I just want to get in early on this. If Melbourne do do that, they're going to be a fucking unbearable. No, they've both still got question marks. Melbourne have proven they can win early in the season. It's as soon as we get to the pointy end that they shit the bed. So no, no, nobody, nobody gets a pass mark yet. No one gets a you're on the right track. You get a calm your fucking farm and we'll see where you're at around 23. Your farm? Oh, I am. No gay times from Melbourne. There's no fucking, no point being a fucking March Premier and they're still not. They're not even the March Premiers anyway, yes and they are. Oh, how disgusting. I still want to know those, like, why the fuck were our players tired at quarter time? After because a supposedly big they preseason. Because they had to sprint out onto the ground to make it before the siren went. Mm. Talk about poor management. Can the game start without a second team being on the ground? I know there is. I know there isn't a precedent for that, but well, I'm pretty sure it did in the Q clash on Saturday night. So <laughs> I guess it has happened. 
yeah, just was fucking shit. I want heads to roll, and I want players who can, you know, kick it, the ball to a guy in the same coloured shirt in basic skill, but... Ugh. I was at, like, peak Richmond levels after that game. But did you try the tr- secret salt at, at least? Yeah, it was watered-down chicken salt. Oh, so it was disappointing as St Kilda. It was very average. <laughs> so he talked up so much and just delivered nothing. Typical. And also, Josh Bruce stopped being a fucking shit cunt and marked the ball. Ooh, Ooh whack. He's gone down here. It's like, use your hands, you big, doofy-looking bastard. How did uh, Carlisle play? Imagine he's he's back. Does he hate the fucking club yet? Not yet, but I would like it if he does actually stand near an opponent next time. That would be quite handy. Nothing else on that game? If Melbourne, they have, Jordan Lewis has added a lot, and if they must keep Hogan, if there's any chance of a flag. Well, they, he did re-sign for two years. Yeah, but it's only to like 2018 or 2019 or something. 2019, but, you know, there's the improvements there. He's gonna, He'll probably stick around because he ain't going back to Owen. That is true. And on that note, Owen has been found. Oh, the precious we boy is we back. Missed you. We missed you, Owen. It's good to have you back, don't, Owen. Don't leave us this year, please. He might not. Owen might join you at Hawthorne. Not so keen to have uh, him back now, no, are you, Penal? When, when, <laughs> when's When's Owen gonna? All oh, right, okay. We should, we should... only is only gonna turn two. Our Owen's only gonna turn two this year, so we'll be right. If you say so. Hey, we've got we've got Gold Coast round three, so if we don't win that, I'll I will personally fucking start the merger <laughs> movement myself. So you are gonna go back to Melbourne? But yeah, Owen was found. Look, the cats beat them quite convincingly in the Menegola Cup, even though Menegola wasn't there. I mean, we have all these brilliant high-scoring games, teams playing vibrant attacking footy. Then we reach Rio. Yeah, don't be fooled by the uh, the scoreline there. A lot of that was uh, junk time. So they're fooled. Like they get Cam McCarthy, who looked like he was going to be a breath of fresh air at the Giants, and he comes to Frio, and he's he's basically as bad as fucking Tabner. And Kirsten <laughs> somehow got worse. Nice. Six clangers from seven disposals. He looks like a redneck KKK member. <laughs> Person forgot he doesn't play for Geelong anymore, evidently. The Danger Cam. Did anyone see this? It probably was more interesting than the game itself, just watching Dangerfield prance around. <laughs> I was quite good seeing Danger walk from contest to contest. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen him put a suit on. I mean, that's a real challenge. Anyone can surf in a suit. Can you play footy in a suit? Exactly. He, all the eyes were on him. He, he had to go Hollywood. Did you see the guys before the game trying to kick a goal from 50? No. The commentators in their suits? Yep. Oh, Anthony Hudson. Oh, <laughs> well, 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 well. How much penetration did he get? Oh, yeah. He probably kicked it. He wouldn't have beaten any of the AFLW players. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and he kicked it like out of bounds. And then he ended up kicking one, I think, from about 30 metres out when he was supposed to kick it from 50. It was pathetic. How far do you think you can kick the footy? I could kick it more than 30 metres. The other thing, did anyone see Chris Scott about literally look like he was about to fucking Shane Stremple Lincoln McCarthy at halftime? So it actually had to get in between him? Yeah, fucking Selwood was like calming Scott down or yeah, something. Yeah, basically, something he looked like he was about to, you know, get the players in the room. When the players got into rooms, get them to stand around McCarthy and kick the shit out of him like Robert Walls did. <laughs> yeah, he, what a fucking angry cat. Like, how is there not a Hawthorne Geelong thread about that? 
you know, well, see Geelong run with the angry midget, or if he's just too scared to troll Geelong well, at the moment. Well, Hodgepodge tried at something else about Geelong, and then uh, the first post was the Isaac Smith gif. <laughs> Not even from a Geelong poster, mind Swamp you. And that, and, no, it wasn't even Swamp Creature. It's just some random poster, like fucking spirit level or someone irrelevant like that, you know? Just posting the Isaac Smith dot gif and then uh, that got about fifty likes and yeah now now we're all too scared to fucking try and troll Geelong again. So it's a hard life, is it for you, Horsey? I mean, you can't, we, you, we we touched on it last week. We can't even call them fucking straight setters anymore. <laughs> but anything else on the Owens being found Frio's game? Look, New Year, same Frio. Andrew Mackey is still the biggest bitch in this league. What do you do? Oh, he decides Nat Fife's on the ground, you know? Nat Fife's a gun, he decides, I'm going to give him a cheap whack, and then he gets up and runs away. <laughs> That's typical Andrew Mackey. Just, you know, he wouldn't want the contact. Let's move on to Richmond, Carlton. Look, it was nice to actually put Carlton away for once. Dusty was brilliant. The 78-metre kick was amazing. You know, you could tell it was always going to be a good night after it started in a fantastic way with Carlton's banner. Oh, God, that <laughs> had just jinx written all over it. This is you not even, not... It's not even funny. It's like... No, that's the other thing, too. It's not even funny. Like, you're making fun of his barber or something. You don't make fun of the opposition's best player. You just... You just leave that alone. Like, the dogs have a, a comedian doing their banner, and, like, literally, so, I remember scoffing when someone said, Carlton should get Dave Hughes to do it, because that would be a good idea. Like, in a similar vein, I thought Dave Hughes wouldn't come up with anything funny, but they'll be funnier than what the fucking people they paid to do. No, Dave Hughes is not funny. He'd still on be funnier little... than whoever the fuck no. did this one. On my little walk from the MCG to Holden Centre again, another person I've seen, was Husey sitting in the passenger seat of a convertible looking like the biggest fucking wanker. Like, he wasn't even driving it. He was being driven around by some dude. Like, was just he just looked like a his fucking flog. Yeah, he's, and he was looking around like, oh, notice me, everybody, notice me. Oh, you fucking wanker. Seriously, though, that, that Carlton banner is ridiculous. Like, they paid for that. <laughs> They're so stupid. Clearly, they paid the same person who came up with that they know what we're cooking and they know we're coming and we are Carlton. Like, literally every slogan they've had. It's the same person writing it. Fucking, it's got to be a reverse troll. But anything else out of that game? Richmond's pickups looked pretty decent. Yeah, looks like yeah, Carlton got someone decent. Caleb Marchbank. They mm, they had to get one eventually from the Giants. No, well, if you throw enough darts. They also got Pickett, who was pretty. <laughs> when I found out you signed Dion Prestier, I thought, oh, this is not that big. This is just a, a slightly better version of Anthony Miles. Well, that's what I thought too. He actually, well, he played really, really well, and now Anthony Miles can't even get a game. Yeah, but Taylor Hunt can, which infuriates me no end. That guy's a spastic. Fucking Hardwick playing favourites, or yeah. At the Moe game when we played Richmond, I was standing there and I referred to Down Prestier as Meatball <laughs> because that's who he is, the Meatball. The human Meatball. And yeah, he, well, no, not human Meatball, but yeah, that's his nickname. And this lady next to me cracked the shits because I called him a Meatball. And I was like, oh. And I was like, she's cracked at you because you call her that. I was like, she doesn't even know who her players are. The guy is a meatball. No, so it's, it's, it's like calling a bowler a Chinaman. You just can't do that. <laughs> sometime during this year, she's going to hear somebody else call him a meatball and then go, oh, she wasn't being insulting. Well, Dumb yeah, yeah, bitch. but it's too late for you. Maybe, maybe she thought you were being racist. Yeah, well, she did, but she's an idiot. We're in oh, okay. Mali. Yeah, like, yeah, she's not racist. She eats the, the black jelly beans, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like the white ones. <laughs> Nothing else on Richmond, Carlton? 
It's good to start a season for Grand Final, to be honest. So, hang on, so do you come out of this happy or upset? As I said, <laughs> it'll take care of itself. We beat Carlton, that's nice. I'd like to beat Essendon and a couple of other teams along the way and still finish where we finish because there are enough teams that will beat us and they're better than us enough to get him sacked. It'll happen naturally. We'll get to beat Hawthorne again. That should be nice too. Yeah, but, so you'll beat that's, all these good... You'll, you'll this, win this, round one, you'll beat all these good teams... This will probably be the year that we beat you. Well, maybe so, Penal, yeah. Eagles skied over North. Jared Waite, Dan, potential. Yeah, he's no longer the male man. He's been downgraded back to Patent. Wasted Patent. Wasted Patent will be missing for the next seven weeks, apparently, with his shoulder injury. Yeah. Well, I mean, what did anyone think North was going to win this game? I mean, they had, no. like, like a third of the side was made up of debutants. Andrew Swallow nearly kicked a goal, so it's about the little wins. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, you mentioned this earlier. I'm trying to think when, when this it's happened. Like in the, um, you're, you know, you're kicking to the left of the TV screen, so the end where the shade was. Okay. I think it could have been in the third quarter. I think third seems right to me, too. Well, yeah, well, I was sitting at the other end of the ground, and, oh, and that's another thing, too. Can you go sh- shut that fucking roof when it's <laughs> during the day? You've got a yeah. roof. Use it. I mean, yeah. I guess it was North playing, so I can understand why they left it open. Uh-huh, that's still funny, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I could, people could have joined yeah, Big Footy if, after, if, that, after, after watching North. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. And you can grab the spike. Sort of more more talking foot. points. Yeah, yeah. Another Big Footy influx from new members. Hey, Penal, how good was Sam Mitchell for West Coast? He was very good. Mm. Like I said, could don't, have used Don't you wish someone, you had a player like that, yeah. Could have used someone of that calibre on... Uh, Saturday night. Kennedy kicked seven straight. Kennedy kicked seven straight and Wake kicked one seven. That's literally the margin difference. Yes. No, no, but uh, Brad, Brad Scott refused to uh, blame uh, inaccuracy, so it must have been something he else. The roof. I saw Lindsay Thomas get a legitimate free kick. That yeah, was surprising. That was surprising, yeah, for too high. He didn't even duck. I reckon the player caught him high because they rec- thought he was going to duck and that just they would have normally slid over. Yeah, I got nothing else on that. Yeah, I'm not sure what to make of West Coast. Um, West Coast, um, it's, not, it's too early to, to make judgment calls yeah. on anybody. Yeah, it is. It's too early to make a call on anyone except Hawthorne, who are clearly cooked. Yeah, only Hawthorne. Hawthorne are fucked, but anyone else <laughs> I'm not sure about. My prediction's looking good. Hawthorne were lucky to get that close on Sunday night. Oh, fucking don't just tell it. <laughs> we, had the, we had the moral victory, all sort of, every moral victory as well, because, you know, there was the, the, the umpire one and the uh, the drug cheat one, so it just doesn't get more moral than that. Last game, the Travis Cloak Memorial $5 note. Morgs mentioned a little bit about it, how Collins' midfield was good, and the dogs were a bit disappointing. Their forward line wasn't particularly functional. Tom Boyd... Collingwood's wasn't either. Like, the best forwards on the ground were Hoskin Elliott and Johannesson and Solo and Hunter. You know, there weren't, wasn't a day for the big boys. Yeah, we really lack when it comes to small defenders. So, their midget forward line was always going to be pain in the ass for us. I saw Braden Maynard fuck up terribly at the game. Oh, so you're seeing his highlight then? Yeah, it was, it was the only time I saw him all night. Yeah, like, just to touch on the Travis Cloak thing, I thought it was awful that they booed him. I didn't like it. I yeah. I clapped when he took the mark. I stood up and applauded when he kicked the goal. Well, I wouldn't go and, that far, but, you know. Well, I did, just to try and compensate for the fact that my fellow supporters are mongrels. Yeah. But in saying well, they that, are. like, they, they showed Joffa, <laughs> they showed Joffa being Joffa. supremely upset, but they like no one's actually concentrated on the woman that was standing in front of him that clapped Travis when he kicked the goal. Oh, like, that other goose that sits right at the front that they always pan on. 
Yeah, like it, 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 there, there wasn't just like there was the booing was very loud, but there were Collingwood supporters who did cheer him when he kicked it. Yeah, I wish it didn't happen. It was um, interesting to see that the cloaks still went to the Collingwood um, president's dinner or whatever function beforehand. I guess it, I guess it ended up a bit better in the end for all parties than it probably would have seemed. Sure. You know what? Yeah, I don't. The only person who seems to have a problem with it is Jason Cloak, but <laughs> he needs to move on. Jason Cloak Carpentry. <laughs> what a cute little, what a cute little Instagram name that is. Fucking loser. What a fall from, what a fall from grace that is. But um, well, so that, the Bulldogs. That's, support, not, that's, the not, bull... that's not surprising. He is a plank of wood. Mm, dead. He's dead wood. Mm. Um, but to the Bulldog supporters with their holier than thou attitude, read the booing. If you can tell me that you didn't boo fucking Ryan Griffin or Callan Ward, like I'm sure the 12 of you that used to attend games that back then booed him. I think they're a little bit more deserving. Travis Cloak was yeah. not in your best 22 they when he got moved Farron on. Ray. Farron Ray. <laughs> they booed Farron Ray. Who cares they booed Farron Ray, Ray against North. They booed Farron Ray against North. He'd already been to another club in between. And played 100 games. More than you know, Drew Petrie didn't. Drew Petrie didn't get booed. He actually no. got cheered when he went near the North Cheer Squad. That's yeah, fantastic. And, and, and for and that's me, how it's meant to be. In the same boat yeah. because but, he was surplus to requirements at his old club. He's yeah. moving but, to a new club. And but hang on, he, Travis wasn't surplus to needs. He wasn't willing to fight for his position in the same way that Nathan Freeman didn't want to fight for a position in our midfield. That's why he took the easy option to go to St Kilda. How's that working out for you, Nathan? Jesus. Anyway. Let's not forget that Nathan Freeman still hasn't played a game. Oh. But back to back to Chloe. Well, you certainly he fucking was... haven't. That. <laughs> I won't. Seeing he as wasn't... we hear about it every week. Good, good. You'll hear about it, and you still wouldn't have even seen him play a game. How, how's Sharon <laughs> Berg working out for you? Yeah, really good. I had dinner with him last week. It was great. Um, and he he played VFL this week. He'll be back. I must say that Nathan Freeman didn't play VFL this week. Not even VFL. But. Whatever. You're, you're following this guy's progress really close. No, someone mentioned it on SEN this week. I heard it. Oh, right. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was being talked about. I really liked fine. Dane Swan's season last year. Yeah, it was really good. It was a good season. Then he went to the jungle. Exciting. hope Nathan Freeman goes to the jungle next year. wonder how he'd go on the eating challenges. Just on that, like, yeah, I wouldn't boo Deledio this year. Like, And, Penal, you wouldn't boo Mitchell, even though you'll be amongst the boo crowd, so you wouldn't be hurt anyway. But um, I didn't. I wouldn't boo Nick Del Santo. <laughs> boo Goddard, though, because Goddard's if, a if, fuck if Goddard. Any, if anyone fucking boos Sam Mitchell, I'm going to uppercut them. Cookie, did you even like Goddard when he played for you? Goddard was a cunt when he played at St yeah. Kilda. I, Good player, but uh, he's a wanker. Uh, yeah, he, he, he deserves the uh, the boos, if only to try and make him cry again. <laughs> Would you boo Reese Shaw? <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. He's got feelings too. Yeah. One last thing you want to mention on that game, Morgs? Oh, you know what? I've, I think that the reigning Premier should beat a team that didn't finish outside the eight by more than 14 points. And it, it just smells to me like they weren't really taking it seriously. And well, the time when I got that impression was when I was at the game and I'm standing out the front and I thought I'd walk over and watch the VFL beforehand. And I casually stroll past this man who looks like, you know, he just got off his skateboard, just chilling around the city, walking in shorts and a T-shirt. And it's Bevo. And it, it's less than two hours to the game time. And he's just chilling in non-club attire, walking across the bridge like he's got nowhere better to be. 
And when when I got home, I thought, you know what? That's why they're not even taking it seriously. They were taking the piss. That, that's how shit that Collingwood are. They didn't even take us seriously, and they still beat us. I think that's how Bevo rolls, though, because I do recall there was some, apparently there was some footage or some pictures of when Gillen met for dinner with the coaches earlier this year. And, you know, like, the Scott brothers turned up all square, like, you know, suits and, or, like, collared shirts, jackets and Were they in matching attire? No, they weren't, mate. (laughs) You know how how when twins are little, they get dressed the same? Basically, yeah. Or just slightly different things, like one of them's got, um... One of them wore a tie with stripes and one wore hoops. Yes, something like that, yeah. But pretty sure... I heard that Bevo turned up in boardies and a shirt to like some, like, it wasn't Gillen's house this time, it was like some fucking restaurant, but the rest of them all turned up, you know, whatever. Worst, the worst they had were club polos and his Bevo in boardies and a t shirt. <laughs> but like, half an hour before Brenton Sanderson, who's one of our assistant coaches, walked past and he's in the suit pants and you know, coaches polo and stuff, looking very official. And then there's Bevo walking past with, like, deal with it sunglasses on. Oh. Well, maybe he's just relaxed and he's not getting all uptight about the game. Wow. Or is it dry? Maybe, maybe it becomes a bit of a flow-on effect for his players and his players see that he's chilled and relaxed and it. Yeah, but he always looks like he's. Before. But he always looks constipated in the coach's box. Yeah, but, but like he's he's. No one, just... no one looked more constipated in the coach's box than Mark Neal. <laughs> Mark Neal. Oh my god, he used to look so constipated with that I mean, squinty eye and the and that the twitch. stern st- the twitch and the stern sort of look that he would have. It's like. Oh god, I need to get something out. Bevo is a bit. Bevo is a bit of a worry though because he's so emotionless. Like he's got to be a robot or something because that is that is not human. He probably just has like a massive blunt before the game and just yeah, gets I some reckon, munchies and tries to have a shit. Yeah. No, nah, I reckon he'd stopped off on the way and just you know had a doobie on the way to the ground, just chill. Injunction. Injunction. Well, it's not like the coach is making anyway. He got random locker searches and turns out Libba's locker. Oh, what's this? <laughs> I'll take that. Yes. But how else can you explain all the haircuts as a dog? I mean, nobody, if you not taking a lot of drugs, thinks Marcus Bontempelli, yeah, that's a good hairstyle for my big fucking nose. Or Hannes, she thinks he's Odell Beckham. <laughs> Let's move on to the last game to discuss. It was the awful grand final and the Crows got up by a kick at Gold Coast. I didn't watch this game, sorry. I don't mean to be sexist or anything, but I generally forgot about this game. I only watched the end when it was starting to get close. I did say that Adelaide were going to win this game, though. Yeah, well, they they did, and so it was disappointing for the Bryans. They'll probably, you know, they'll probably blame the venue. Anything on this? No. No. I got one thing, okay? So we've heard about Hawthorne and Horses. The Adelaide Crows awful team have been looking to John Farnham for inspiration specifically you're the voice now I don't know that just doesn't seem like something DJ Stratton would play in the rooms before a game but it seemed to work for him but my favorite part about this was when their coach Beck Goddard who talking about why they loved the song it's quite true we are the voice of this competition and we had the chance to turn the pages over from a football history that's been missing with women playing it at the elite level. It doesn't even rhyme. What the fuck is that? <laughs> is that what they've been singing? But that's her exact quote on why they used the song, which, I don't know, that sounds as cheesy and ridiculous as Brett Kirk's speech about unique individuals. Is, is there anything that South Australians won't stoop to, to try and... <laughs> 
What? There, there is no Australian music band that they will not rip off. <laughs> Who's next? Someone's going to start fucking quoting the Wiggles. Yeah, it's just like, who do you support, the NXS Club or the John Farnham Club? Oh, don't let Koshy hear Big Red Car. He's got a problem with red. <laughs> I feel got a song about pandas. He's fucked. <laughs> but I mean, horses worked for us for a while. So I mean, if it if it works for you, then I don't see why you should stop doing it. I mean, people have their weird rituals like Trelaw with the underwear and Simpsons. And I mean, if it works for you, why stop? Because superstitions aren't real. How, how do you know that? Pete Evans says they're real. <laughs> It's common sense, mate. Can we talk about like the last game that didn't matter? I've just got a, some fun facts about that. Which one haven't we talked about? The Q Clash. Oh, right. Fuck, I forgot we hadn't even talked about that. The Bogonator had a pretty good game. He did. Oh, doesn't the Bogonator love the early season? The Bogonator will start with a bang. He wants to be in everyone's will... super coach team. Will... Yeah, he's just he's trolling. He's trolling us. He's going to fucking turn to a lemon come round four we, once we've all picked him up. We'll, we'll get the uh, the early season Brownlow leaderboard again and then everyone will sort of start scrambling to work out who he is again because they haven't heard of him for like 12 weeks. And we're like, who's Aaron Hall? Well, wasn't he good in round one, two, three? Oh, yeah. It's just Brownlow like, like last year was crazy in that respect. After round three, you can't get by I... purely on prayer. <laughs> God doesn't pay up after Easter because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that he just puts a shitload of money on himself for winning after five rounds in the brown line. And Tom Rockliffe also managed to get 16 metres per disposal. <laughs> what? That's pathetic. 37 disposals. But no, that, that, well, that, would, that would be over 500 metres gained for the match, so that must be a new record for him. Six inside 50s, disposal efficiency of 48.6. 48.6. Jesus, Four not cl- even Will Langford was that bad. <laughs> Four clangers. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, and Tom Lynch is a gun. That's about mm-hmm. it. Rock, Rock lifts a crab and clearly Brisbane are better because with him no longer as captain. Look, this game, this game basically said to me that both these teams... Like, we can't read too much into the season except for Hawthorne being crap, but um, yep. both these teams are shit. They'll be both in the bottom four. Again. The Suns are shit for letting a team as shit as Brisbane get 47 points up on them, like they did. And the Bryans are shit for letting a team as ordinary as the Suns actually bring that margin back in what was effectively a touch over a quarter of football when they'd done nothing all game. Not Hawthorne shit, but still pretty bad. I mean, the uh, the, the good news is that there, I think there's only one one place left in the bottom four for us to actually potentially compete for. <laughs> that could be oh. some Kilders. Oh, right. sweet. Two top five draft picks. Ooh. You want, might win the spoon, like someone predicted. Who knows? <laughs> or oh, 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 win the flag. Talking points time. West Coke scandal found its way back in the news 10 years on, for those who care. Handed back. <laughs> Why not? I just like... Every time there's a club scandal, I just like saying handed back. If you've got something, just hand it back. Bo Waters needs to give the goldfish back. You know, I don't really like Mark Robinson all that much, but he made a good point in one of his headline articles. No, no, he did. Yeah, he did. No, no. For once. For once. Well, okay, anyway, he said, why did the AFL cover this up and not pursue it? And they went after Essendon the way they did. Because fucking one's cheating the game and one of them's just injunction. Like, half the clubs in the AFL just on a crazier scale. There are some experts that are claiming that recreational drugs can give you a boost if you're playing sports. 
Yeah, but none of these players were busted doing it during... Like, these are short-term effects. You'd have to be on the gear... Lance Armstrong was pursued on circumstantial evidence and he lost all his Tour de France. Um, um, what, what did they get? Flags or something? Trophies or whatever? Jerseys. Jerseys. Yeah, he got done for circumstantial evidence. He wasn't. He didn't test positive once. No one's saying the West Coast players were snorting lines in the rooms during the pre-match warm-up. How do you know? Because <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Well, it was, you know what else is ridiculous? Some of the shit that I'm hearing about these players and... And what they did on, on the off season. Yeah, they and... partied hard. They played hard and they partied hard. And occasionally okay. they ate a goldfish. So, so, so as long as you you're winning and you you're doing well, you can you can do all this other shit and we'll just sweep yeah, yeah, it under pr- the rug. Pr- pretty much sounds good to me. <laughs> sounds good take to that, Stratton as well. If you if you take that rationale with Essendon, say Essendon was one of the best teams in the comp and they're on the verge of winning a premiership, but with the, the AFL, it's completely different. They tr- they tried to cheat. West Coast didn't try to cheat. West Coast just played, and when they'd finished playing and they'd won. Instead well, of going out and getting shit faced, they went and smoked meth. Essendon would say that they didn't. I mean, try let's to face it, they, 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 they were in Perth, so you've got to you've got to get what's available to you. <laughs> and here, that happens to be meth. It's not even linked to drugs. You sound like Alan Hurd. Yeah, have, have you tried to play football while on meth? You wouldn't have a very uh, easy time of it. You're going to have a bad time. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I just... Come, you'd probably start coming down before the game was over, and then you'd be fucked in the last quarter. Hang on, hang on. North 2013. <laughs> didn't, uh, didn't one of their players uh, come over from West Coast as like an assistant or something? Oh, they traded for McKenzie, McKinley, or who was it? Mc... McKinley, yeah, that was McKinley? the one. McKinley, yeah. yeah. Yeah, McKinley bought it over. And Aaron Edwards was probably there too. Oh, so, so North are tainted too, are we? Yeah, you hand back all your flags from the last decade. Your chokey is tainted, so tainted big footy memberships. Chief, hand back all your big footy um, members. But just, just on this, like, Alan Hurd went the... Like, I thought this... I thought I was going to get, like, a consensus on this, but Dan seems to be with Alan Hurd on this. That John Warsfold needs to step down... Because he presided over poor governance at West Coast during that saga that has been found out. Poor governance, blah, blah, blah. They all got their all if, on the gear. If, if morally you can say to yourself, as long as we win and we're winning and that's okay and that's good enough, go right ahead. Well, sounds sounds like that's normal. That's the industry. Yeah. I mean, how many businesses say, "Well, I don't, I don't care what we do as long as we make a profit." That's the business. Did Seven give a fuck about that CEO of theirs doing lines? Not really. <laughs> no, it's just. But he he's complaining about governance and that James Heard, you know, got done for governance. So Warsfold should be stood down for a year now, so that the Golden Boy can return to football, I guess, and take a coaching gig. Maybe he was in on it. I mean, isn't he a qualified pharmacist? Yeah, that that story's yes. been around forever. Like yeah, that's the. He is. He has served me. At, did, what uh, did you buy on. off him? He, he served me as a child when he was <laughs> freshly out of football as a player. Oh, oh, I like sounds... the way you said that. He served me as a child. It sounds like he got served by Dane Rampey. <laughs> did you have a whistle on penal? Well, I, I don't know what was in the uh, concoction, so I may well have been served in the Rampey-esque way. I don't, I don't know what the signs of uh, signs of Rufalin, uh overdose are. Or... So, yeah, no, but it was pretty funny to see 
Alan Hurd clamouring for James to come back. Like, seriously, I think it's... The more Alan Hurd writes letters, the more I think that James was destined to end up a sociopath anyway, just because his dad's a fucking loon. But, yeah, nothing else on West Coast. I did like how there's all the reports about drugs, cocaine, meth, oh, cocaine, or this, then Bo Waters eats <laughs> a goldfish. Oh, how was the thing about all the pictures all the players and how many of them was mentioned that they swore during their post-match interview it's like oh my god think of the children <laughs> dean cox swore in his post-match interview and it's just like fucking what was the, uh, the the michael braun one after the uh the derby i remember that one let's move on from that is there anything else on jordan degoey's thing it's come out that he lied remember last week when i said that collingwood actually punished their players well, didn't they go whack? Yeah. They should have just made sure he wasn't considered for selection, though, for three oh, weeks. Jesus Christ. Didn't you say something about him? I mean, we were talking about the dog and whatnot, but didn't you say something about... Yeah, um, I said him... I said that he got into a fight on his birthday. Well, that, that you said that before that was made public. How did, how did you come across that information? A journalist never reveals their sources, Dan. And, oh. and also because it was fucking yeah. obvious to anyone with a brain. It's probably on yeah. the yeah. There's a difference between obvious, but he, I told you what it was. It was on the AFL yeah. Live app, Dan. You just couldn't see it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, they yeah. still haven't updated that. <laughs> Nothing else on Dugowie? No. Uh, just a, a, another show of a strong club punishing their players. Yeah. Yeah. Only, only because they followed Hawthorne's excellent lead. Like, everyone's yeah. been copying Hawthorne for years already, and now this is just another example. Let's go to the next talking point, which is all-time record crowd was broken for a round this round. They ticked over 400,000, which is... um. Quite interesting. A lot of people coming through the gates, despite what lethality's been telling us all summer. I played my part. What, you went? Yeah. I went twice. Wow. Good. Well, that shouldn't count. We'll have to scratch that. I boosted that struggling club Collingwood's crowd numbers. Oh, I didn't go to the North game. Sorry. Well, it doesn't matter. There was 30,000 there, according to Dwayne Russell. I bought a North membership, but, but I didn't go to the game. Oh, well, you're like Susan, aren't you? No, but I'll go next week. Yeah, how often does Sue say that? Never. <laughs> she always makes. She can't. No, she she says she will, and then she makes an excuse when it's time to pay up. Yeah, she's got that that arm that hasn't healed in <laughs> three years. Debilitating arm injury, thumb injury, like or whatever it was. It's been broken for three years. It hasn't. But healed. yeah, do we have anything on the crowd numbers? Still, it's really. Good. I mean, it's, it's good to see people out there join the footy. Is it? It's great. It I love it. Fantastic. Look, I'm really happy that we broke the record. Your club fucking did its best to avoid that record, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're playing West Coast on a fucking Sunday, I mean, come on. Gives it gives a spell. Oh, the Crowbot's got like 40-something thousand to play the Giants. It's round one. There's no excuses. They can't pull the 4.40pm at Etihad or 1.10pm at Etihad card. Just because it's round one, you should go see your team play no matter what. Yeah, only the Q Clash drew your worse than yours, I think, Dan. We were competing against the Grand Prix, and a lot of people went to that too. Gives a spell. Excuses. Don't want to hear them. It's round one. Speaking of crowds, kid. We give the Eston crowd a whack for being so fucking cringeworthy. I mean, they had the whole march for justice or we're comeback or whatever. Then they drag Sheedy out and he gets his old flabby arm waving a scarf like a dumbass. It's just, what the fuck? 
David Evans was in the rooms after the game celebrating the win. That's cute. I thought that was real cute. They got a mention on 360 tonight. So he's allowed back, James is not. Yeah. If I'm an Essendon um, person on the board, I wouldn't have James Heard near that club. Oh, of course you wouldn't. No. no, you'd say to your loudmouth supporter bases that want him around, you'd say, fuck off, you don't know what he did. But that supporter base is so fucking loony that if you try and shut him out, they will come for you. People power will get its way. He will be back sooner or later. He won't. He's the one person who will never get back. Actually, James Hurd and Jason Ackermanis are the two people who will never get back. Back is gone too. But yeah, nothing else on the crowds? No. Oh, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was really nice to see how many Western Bulldog supporters there are all of a sudden. Just another thing to take a shot at Hodgepodge. He's all about the gambling, and the AFL have taken a stand against gambling, Podgy. Oh, they've finally listened to him. Well, they've prevented William Hill from running Brownlow betting per round, so literally it comes back to the Bogginator. You could have bet that the Bogginator would be polling three (laughs) votes on this next week, and, you know, if the bookies weren't ready for it, you could have really raked the cash in, but the AFL have said no, so anything on that i'm amazed that they tried to go with that how would it work anyway it was just bet- betting on who gets three votes from a particular game or is it yeah i think that's the gist of it it puts the umpires in a compromising position because potentially you got umpires that are probably going to bet on that because they know if they've given a guy a three or yeah because uh, yeah, you know. if you if you've got uh it's hard, it would be very hard to uh to rig a brand low over the whole season because you've got so many kind of fault points where it, for, that you'd need to break but um, individual games, yeah, that could be a real kind of match-fixing type scenario. Yeah, and it's bad, already bad enough that the umpires are rigging games against St Kilda without them rigging the brown loop too. Yeah. I'm but, not biting, get fucked. Is, is, is that cookie? Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, Matthew Nichols did two games this weekend. Did anyone see that? He should do nine games every weekend. <laughs> Or, or at least every game involving Hawthorne. Cookie, do you, do you have the Roy Morgan numbers? We'll move on to that talk. Yes, point. I got some uh, Roy Morgan stats. It's about AFL fans who like watching games on TV, and, well, the puffers are right up top there. No surprise. So you're telling me the Port fans don't go to games? Yes, they have the mm-hmm. highest percentage of fans who watch AFL on TV. <laughs> Does that include the China crowd? <laughs> we have one million fans in China watching it. Where are they getting all these TVs? Are they watching at the Ramsgate or something? A fucking 150 supporters pile around to watch what uh, to watch one TV in like the parking lot of a Bunnings or something. <laughs> what percentage of Hawthorne supporters are gay in this one? Cookie, we all want to know that. That's I, the most important thing. I don't have those stats yet. It's just about to say which fans are fair, Weathers. Okay. What else we got? Well, teams with the lowest percentage of supporters who attend AFL matches. It's well, Brisbane and Sydney are at the bottom. Oh, well, I'm <laughs> shocked to be sitting there. Then you reach Essendon, Collingwood and Carlton, probably due to numbers. I'm shocked to be sitting there with Essendon and Carlton. But teams with highest percentage of supporters who attend matches, GWS are a part of the... No, they don't count. Those stats must be reported wrong. That's because they're getting bigger crowds. They're actually getting bigger crowds than people who identify as supporters. They're getting 6,000 people saying they're supporters, but they're getting 8,000 because of all the main board neutrals and stuff in Sydney just going and watch. Corporates, yeah. Fucking corporates. Always ruin everything. (laughs) Anything else you got, Cookie? Well, I did find something interesting about Bulldogs versus other teams, but it was for NRL, which was disappointing. But it can be pretty much used for the dogs. I mean, it's about smoking cigarettes, going to casinos, gambling, doing math. (laughs) That sounds like liver. Let's move on to the questions. Not Cookie wants to know what other teams could 
do with a subcontracted banner after Carlton hired an advertising agency to come up with their banner. St Kilda. Hmm? Oh, me to write your banner, and I'll just tell other clubs and their fans what a bunch of fuckers they are. Well, <laughs> sort of touched on it earlier, but if the standard of the Carlton one is uh, any indication, then none of them. Maybe Port could pay someone to put propaganda on their banner for when it goes to China. I don't blame Carlton, though. Like, when the cheer squad used to make their banners, like, I remember one day they had Yende on it and they stopped it. Your goods are good, but our Betsy's better. Ah, oh, that's, that's a classic. That's <laughs> the test of time. I was going to point has Carlton had some of the worst advertising ideas yeah, ever? this is what it comes back to. Yeah, like, it's Carlton should have known better than to try this because it hasn't worked for anything else. That the hovercraft that gets crashed... But I think St Kilda could, just so we stop, you know, celebrating other teams. Their mascot is just a douchebag in a muscle suit. <laughs> yeah, what's that all about? That's not an official mascot. I mean, what is your official mascot? The Saint? The Pope? Pope? What, yeah, what is what is St Kilda's official mascot? Like, what is it? It's a Saint the, with blonde hair. Does the Pope shit in the woods? So, 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 why don't you have some sort of saint-looking sort of dude, that, like some pope-looking dude, walking around the ground? He has a halo. Their mascot has no, a halo. No, he, he's got, he's a muscly sort of looking douchebag. It's not, that's not... We, we're talking about Carlton. How, I thought we were talking about St. Kilda. No, Carlton have the muscly douchebag. Muscle no, douchebag. Carlton has that, has that gymnastic spastic that does flips and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he wears a muscle douchebag. suit. Douchebag. Well, he looks like a gym suit if you've been technical. Yeah, it looks like, yeah, actually, uh, Carlton Gimp. They should just change their team name. To the, that could be the next marketing breakthrough. Change their name to the Carlton Gimps. He's actually not their mascot. He just gets let out of Genie Pratt's dungeon. <laughs> Do we have anything else? Any other subcontracted banners? You know, clubs should be just more creative when they're trolling other clubs. Like, you remember when that St Kilda, the photos were being leaked of uh, Nick Rewalt and he had that gimpy looking look on his face staring at the camera? You yeah. should have that as your banner. Oh, just, yeah, just own it. Yeah. You don't have to say anything, just that entire picture. <laughs> Or if, a, or if a, an opposition player crashes a car and you've got a picture of the smashed car, put that as your banner. Well, just if you if you play Geelong, just put like a speed sign on there, like a speed limit sign that says 100. <laughs> just, read, just read some of the B13 memes and photoshops and just stick them up. Well, the fucking AFL media is doing it, so why can't the fucking banner department? Mm, that's true. Yeah, well, Jack Ross is going to get slammed every week. Yeah, less celebrating of opposition players and silly quotes and more trolling. Yes, I want to see. I want <laughs> Collingwood Carlton this year. I want to see Mark Murphy eating that pink bun. <laughs> there you go. Imagine or that. Eat it, you could Carlton. Have, or Carlton could do something with, like, um, a big purple Eddie McGrath or something, get being angry. Or, or we could just post a photo of, like, a check that says Dale Thomas, 800000 <laughs> per yes. year. Yes, there we go. I have a feeling it. Carlton won't go for this because they won't be able to dish much out, but they'll be on the receiving end of a lot. <laughs> they could pay someone to do it. Isn't this what got him into the game? So Carlton are really the gimps of the AFL. We could say that? Yeah, I think we can. Next question comes from Vesti. He wants to know who the worst player of the week is. I'll tell you who it wasn't. It was Jago Mira. It- it wasn't Jager O'Meara. It wasn't that bad. It was a little rusty. That's because he was playing his first game in a long, long time. Jager O'Meara was, not was the severely worst. disappointing. It's not like he was coming back from cancer. No, he was shit. Yeah, or drugs. You know, it just, he wasn't a great comeback story. Oh, he wasn't, bra- he wasn't brave enough. Yeah, he wasn't, wasn't brave enough, of course. The I worst thought Tom, play- Boyd, 
My void was pretty bad. I'm still going Tom Hickey. When the opposition Ruckman gets more hitouts to advantage than you get hitouts, you're shit. Jared I'm going to have to go with uh, Dale Thomas. He was terrible. Oh. He, he started well and then just went completely quiet for the rest of the game. Literally, he, he got a, a Joe the Goose and that was it for the game. Yep. I'm going to change to what Dan said because it makes me happier. Dale Thomas, worst player of the round. Put that yep. on the banner. Yep. <laughs> oh, fucking anyone, as long as it's not Omira. That should just be a new segment. We should just have a worst player of the round segment. Mm. Well, why not? We'll come to why I don't want that in a bit later when we move on to this week on the Bay. We'll go with Thread of the Week first. What do we got? Thread of the Week. I like the worst player of the round thread. Yep. Besties one. Mm-hmm. Besties worst player of the week. Yep. Now that I've alluded to it, I can't not nominate the uh, left arm Chinaman thread on the uh, cricket board. Started by a guy by the name of Yellow Peril, uh, who has then come in and suggested that uh, using the term Chinaman to describe a bowler is uh, racist. I thought Big Joe D's thread was also pretty good this week. I just find that thread title funny, and I'm just going to nominate that. <laughs> Which one? The Chinaman thread. No, Corby, we can't be knocking down their team, knocking down their team, and then letting letting them get fucking thread of the week for celebrating. No. Actually, no. no. I got an, I got another thread. I got another thread. Hacked lunches designer shirt thread. I have a couple that I liked. I liked the moral wins letter. I think that has potential. I liked missing Freo Boy Owen found safe and well. But I have to go with the thread of the week just for the sentiments of the OP. Unconventional opinion. Danger Watch is awesome from always balling. <laughs> it just feels like it feels like you're being his parents just watching him only. Yeah. I really liked that. I thought it was a funny thread. I did too. I was like, that's fucking yeah, that's good. That's some of your best work. I felt like I was his dad. That's my oh, boy. Mate, did I did I laugh? It's it's like we're all his dad in the stands on. That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> when someone bags it, don't trash talk my son, he's the best player on this team. <laughs> Actually, I'll change my vote. Go, let's go for that. <laughs> this will be the first time an always ball and threads won three. Didn't he win enough, it for a shitty title one once? I reckon he's won it once before, back during the cookie reign. I, I reckon this is like number three for him. We've all got a bit of a soft spot for him. I'm a fan. That was great. Yeah, I've changed too. Okay, always ball and get that, through the week, I think. I, I need to give a... It's not even an honourable mention. It's a sympathy vote to that fucking hodgepodge thread that I mentioned earlier. Just because he was he was unfairly done by by that <laughs> uh, second post... Uh, second, is he established 1870? <laughs> uh, there you go. Dishonourable mention for him for vlog of the week for the fucking Isaac Smith gift. You're not even a Geelong supporter, so stay out of it. <laughs> honourable... Sympathy vote for Hodgepodge for his thread. Did Geelong pay too much for an instant grab at success in 2016? Also, honourable mention for Thread the Way who the bump of Josh Shackey wants out. Good call, Flogstarmus call, Dan. Yes, thank you very much. Reach around call. Good call, smart call, ahead of your time call. Yeah, Flog of the Week, who wants to go? Me. I would like to give it to Dr Vickles. What? Is this a survivor thing? No. Dr. Vickles got eight right in the footy tipping. Fucking <laughs> how do you do that this week? Dr. Vickles, you've got no fucking idea and you deserve to be flog of the week. <laughs> I seen this stupid fucking banner pop up and he got eight. Eight! How yeah. the fuck do you I'm, get eight? I'm just eight? checking whether eight away teams won this week. One, two, three, four, five, six, I think we, yeah, we were seven. the only away team that lost. Oh, no. Us and GWS, so seven. No. He put his tips in. What a fucker. The seven away teams got up. So I'm going to ask him for 
lotto numbers, I think. Yeah, you get him to send him to Asgardian so he can win X lotto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got to change my vote to that guy as well, be, just because he makes my uh, three feel uh, a lot inferior. He makes my what, two you got, seem really You good. guys are giving a guy that did well in the tipping <laughs> flog of the week. Well, yeah. no. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Because I'm jealous. Jealousy's a curse. No, fuck that guy and he's eight right. It'll take me four <laughs> rounds to catch eight. <laughs> Okay, I'm not one normally to pay out on people making an effort, especially when they are relatively amusing and they're, you know, doing their... You pay tr- out on Yeah, okay, all the time, she, her and the boys, <laughs> they, they should try less. But, you know, when someone, make, someone makes an effort and, you know, they make a pretty decent thread, don't want to hang shit on it. But I have to give a nomination to Frankston Rover, who decided to basically make the exact same thread that Vesti made the day before. His Potato Farm thread 2017 is basically Vesti's worst player of the round thread, except that Frankston Rover added his ongoing six-month butt hurt over Tom Boyd being <laughs> left out of Mothra's bottom 50 by giving him worst player of the round, like, not even transparently, even though Boyd was shit. But come on, man. The other thread had, like, five pages to it by yesterday. It never dropped off the first page. Fair enough. All right. Uh, still not as bad as Dr. Vickers, though. <laughs> I'm going to nominate guys, extreme. <laughs> why are you guys hating on a guy that did well on the tipping? This is oh, ridiculous. yeah. No, fuck, fuck you, Dan, and fuck Dr. Vickles. Actually, I'm willing to side with Cookie just so Dr. Vickles no, doesn't win it. No, fucking leave extreme alone. Extreme's he's a, a great f- poster. He's a... F- He's he a comes in, idiot. done stupid shit, so about gets himself banned. No, and... he, he's great because he's the fucking Virat Kohli supporter, and he's the Hawthorne Grand Final watching guy. I mean, what's not to love? He was my nomination before Franks and Rovers thread. This person is weird. I mean, if you've seen a game of football over 490 times, you're fucked in the head. <laughs> Imagine how many times he's going to watch it now he's banned. Jex, dream. Uh, Dr. Vicky. <laughs> Dan, do you have the deciding vote? Well, I can't. Well, I can't go with, with my nomination then. Who's Can yours? I? Mine was Bosk. What Bosk do? Well, he told me that I was the North equivalent of Smasher and Plugger <laughs> recently. <laughs> so that homophobic wanker with his <laughs> Donald Trump head bobbling avatar can get sucked. <laughs> did he tell you that? <laughs> yeah, he did. When? I was in the um, one of my threads that I made. He basically <laughs> said after hearing Dan's weaseling nasally. Um, on the podcast, I've formed a view that he is Norse version of Smasher and Plugger. <laughs> convinced, <laughs> in every, convinced every other team obsesses over North and there's a conspiracy afoot to prevent them from being successful. No, that's not how... A bit, bit harsh. That probably that's describes 90% of North supporters. No, that's not true. He's just off the mark. I, I think I'm changing to Bosk. Stand by, Dan. I'm not changing. Dr. Vickles. Dr. Vickles. That, is, that has to be the strangest... Nomination for a flog. For a flog. <laughs> Shame on you for doing well in the tipping. I mean, Jesus. You know, I'm just going to flip for it. Heads will be Dr. Vickles. Tails will be Bosk. Bosk's tails, of course. Well, how the hell are we going to see if you're telling the truth or not? If you're flipping, yeah, you, you could be rigging it like the fucking Brownlow weekly vote, weekly betting, or like the AFL <laughs> against North right there. <laughs> Well, okay then, I'll do it this time. I can, I swear to God, I will swear on not Cookie's life. <laughs> Heads will be Dr. Vickles, tails will be Bosk. we got to hear the coin hitting the ground at least. <sighs> it's no, a head. Yes, Vickles! Vickles! 
sucked in. This is ridiculous. We can't give plug of the week to a guy who did well in the tipping, and that's all he did wrong. Dan, the tribe has spoken. Oh, the coin has spoken. Yes, <laughs> the tribe has spoken. Okay, Cookie's well, flipped, you... and he's blindsided Dr. Vickles with us. Whoever makes this thread for this week's vlogcast, you have to tag this poor bastard in the thread and verbally give it to him for tipping well this week and why he was given vlog of the week. <laughs> Fine. I made last week's thread, but I'll tag him. Hang on, red vest shout out. I think you'll be happy with this week on the this week's this week on the bay because I think it finally went for more than five minutes. So let's go to next week's games, and we begin with Richmond Collingwood on the Thursday night. Jeez, uh, oh, this is tough. Yeah. This is this is like a genuine fifty-fifty game. Um, Flip a coin. <laughs> That's all I'm going to the coin. Uh, heads will be home teams for this week. Tails will be away. It's a tail. Collingwood to win. Okay. Bulldog Sydney. Wait, wait, wait. wait. We're not getting well, everyone else's tips. We're, we're just getting. We're just getting the coins tip. <laughs> yes, we get the. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm making the, the captain's call. The coins. The coins only tiebreaker. No, no. It's only I like there how, for tiebreaker. I, the coin like, decides. I like, how, I like how this coin has become like a new member of the podcast. <laughs> don't don't forget to tag the coin in the convo as well. I want the coin to have an intro. Like Queen and not Queen. Does, does coin have anything interesting to say other than the sounds of him hitting the, the ground? Yes, he's telling us who's going to win, and he'll do better oh, than Doctor yeah. Vickles. Well, at least we're getting more out of him than we got from Matrox. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dog Sydney. Dogs. Hawthorne Crowbots at the MCG. Crows. Are you flipping it or throwing it? Flipping it. How's your technique? Are you making sure you get a good rotation on it? Are you, is it on your thumb or? Yeah. It's using the thumb and flicking it up. Well, we've got to hear it at least, so it's got to hit the ground. I think it's doing it on the table. GWS Gold Coast. It is GWS. Bryans versus Essendon. Bryans. What denomination of coin is it? It's a... Standard 20 cent coin made in 1975. Cool. Oh, oh and guess what? It, it, it's got the coin on it. <laughs> West Coast St Kilda. West Coast. Geelong versus North. North. Melbourne versus Carlton. <laughs> Melbourne. And Port versus Frio. Ooh. Ooh. The, co- the, co- the, co- the coin is going with favourites for the most part right up until that. All right, that. The, the, coin, the coin's getting fucking benched When this magical coin tips nine, are you going to hate this coin next week? It's getting flog of the week. It's going to get flog of the week. <laughs> Cookie's 20 cent piece from 1975. 7.5. I'm going to open it up. You can have a word on two games. One that involves your team and one random one. Go. If you want to, Dan, Pino. What Adelaide? You can, you can, you can elaborate if you want. So how, how nice of you to allow us to have one word on a podcast. On, <laughs> yeah, on uh, for, starters, for starters, we are going to get absolutely fucking annihilated. By well, the, the coin said you would, so. Yeah, so the coin was right. I can't Hashtag the coin was right. And I can't remember who the coin tipped for this game, but uh, I think the dogs are going to... Uh, do Sydney fairly fairly easily. The coin did again. pick the dogs, so yeah, penal. Yeah. So the, the the coin the coin's on point. Oh. The coin has right with West Coast beating St Kilda, and I think the coin will be wrong with Frio beating Port. Yeah. But I'm still going to enter the tips as the coin. The coin got Frio wrong. Port will beat Frio, and on R- Richmond Collingwood, I 
honestly, I have n- no idea. Yeah, I can't. I can't pick that game either. But that, that one, you you might honestly each individually have to flip your own coins and then just do your tips that way. But basically, if we win, I'll be flipping me coin all the way out. <laughs> On the train. Yeah, I'll be making banners. Don't you worry about <laughs> quality bulldogs banners or shitty paid for Carlton banners. Oh no, no top shelf banners, real goodies. No, I think I think the coin's going to do pretty well this week, Dan. You're gonna you're gonna be surprised. It'll do, certainly do better than when we used to have teach tipping that year. But, um... <laughs> Teachers Monday tips. Well, assuming logic happens and instead of some what some fucking coin says. Um, Geelong will beat North Melbourne and Patrick Dangerfield will go in dry. Last year he um, Oh god he was he had, he had like fifty disposals and kicked like three goals against North last year and he'll we, we will not be able to stop him. We just won't. And he'll just he'll go berserk. They're gonna have a camera on him so all his all his new dads mm. can watch him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cookie just tossed a coin. Yes or no, Cookie? Coin says yes. Hey, excellent. That's my boy. Nothing else to add before we finish up? If he tips nine, I'm going to nominate Coin for post of the year. The Coin can become the new Paul the Octopus. That's what should happen if you do well in in tipping. You should be... Um, praised and yeah, yeah, held in high regard instead of, being, instead of being ridiculed and nominated for flog of the week. <laughs> the coin's like the inanimate carbon rod in coin we trust. I love how angry Dan is about it. <laughs> I think that's my favourite part. You're all of our grand final when it comes to trolling, Dan. You know, it's fun to troll the others, but you're our grand final. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, this was the podcast for round two. Starburns joined by Morgs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cookie. The coin knows all. Dan. Tip well if you dare. <laughs> <laughs> Survivor is more entertaining than football. No, it's Correct. not shit. Correct. The tribe has spoken. The coin has spoken. <laughs> and it's blindsided you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.